You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, friends. Elliot here. Caleb and I hope you are healthy and safe at home right now. I know that there's a lot of stuff going on right now, but Caleb and I, with the help of our friends at the Broadway Podcast Network, are hosting something each week to help brighten up your day. Every Wednesday and Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Caleb and I will be hosting a live video happy hour, um, courtesy of the Broadway Podcast Network. We'll be sitting down with some of your favorite podcasters from other shows on the network, And we're going to sit, have a cocktail, have some laughs, and uh, take a break from watching Netflix for the day. What you're about to hear is the audio from those video calls. But you can watch the whole thing for yourself on the Broadway Podcast Network YouTube channel. And to tune in live, you can go to bpn.fm slash happy hour. Again, that's bpn.fm slash happy hour. We hope you'll join us for the next one. Cheers. We'll take a glass together. This is Equity One, Broadway's happy hour. Pour yourself a drink and join us as we chat about life, theater, and and everything in between. I'm Elliot Maddox. And I'm Caleb Dickey. Join us for your Equity One. Oh, hi, hi, Caleb. Hi. hi, Elliot. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. I like we usually like chat beforehand, but we haven't like had a chance to be like, hi, how are you today? I know we really haven't caught up. And what else is happy hour for? Exactly. This, this is, of course, Broadway Podcast Network happy hour. I'm Elliot. And I'm Caleb. And we're the hosts of Equity One Broadway's Happy Hour. Here on Broadway Podcast Network Happy Hour, we sit and chat with some of your favorite podcast hosts from the Broadway Podcast Network and Broadway fancies themselves. Uh, Today, we are chatting with two of our friends, Mike Abrams from The Wrong Cat Died and Ruthie Fearberg. Come on in. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. Pop this. Pop yeah. it. Yeah. I'm the only one without a can today. Oh. My um mine doesn't taste good at all. I'm sorry. Oh um, great. We'll cover the low. <laughs> <laughs> so 
What is it? It is a activated ale watermelon lime. That sounds weird. It was a it was a craft beer from Cincinnati. I say, I, I, ales shouldn't really be flavored. I'm right? not a beer expert, but that's what my brain is telling me. Uh -huh. I agree with that. I yeah. want to pour some vodka in it, and maybe that might be a little bit better. Like give you like a hard seltzer, like it's your mixer. Yes. Oh uh -huh, yeah. Yeah, that reminds me of college when to it. we mm -hmm. used to go to our favorite bar in Oklahoma City, Saints, and we would I would have a Crispin cider with a shot of Fireball in it, and that was like my drink. So amazing. It's really it was, good. It was delicious, but like beer and liquor, just just like oof, mixed yeah. together. Most of the time, you take the shot of Fireball and then chase it with the beer. Yeah, but I just went ahead. Well, and this is like a. This is like a. Um, I don't know. Let's make up a name for it. That's not a not a car bomb. It's yeah. A, I used to just I call know. it. Uh, I used like to call it fire cider. Fire cider. I like it. I, I like cider. I like in fuego. Yeah. It's um, good. It's good. Ruthie, what are you drinking? Is that hard seltzer? It is hard seltzer, and you should know that it's a very big deal. Like I don't. It's not that I don't drink, but I don't really drink very often. Uh, case in point, these are leftover hard seltzers from my girls' trip that I took in February. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and they were still sitting in the fridge. But nice. They're delicious. I'm a big fan of hard seltzer. Discovered it the weekend of Broadway Con, actually. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Very late to the ball game, but delicious. Do you have a favorite brand yet? I mean, I honestly haven't tried anything else besides Truly. So. <laughs> okay. So Truly, Truly is the best. Truly, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I'm preferential to White Claw, which I feel like is the original. It is. I think that is the original. Yeah. OG yeah. for sure. Yeah. Which flavor? But, um, I like the I like the like raspberry. Mm -hmm. I'm, okay, I'm so asking I'm, questions like I know. I don't. I don't. I'm having blueberry acai, but I do have a raspberry lime in case we need to <gasps> back up. You're like boom boom. Yes, God, <laughs> raspberry uh, blueberry acai. I love that drink. That's a yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this drink. I was like, why couldn't they say? <laughs> Not a, she was like, I just said blueberry because I didn't want to mess up the yeah. second word. This is a drag race deep cut. I everyone. figured, I figured. Yeah, yeah. very yeah. deep so cut. For me, though, you gosh, Elliot, I am so proud of myself, and I just made my brother and sister very proud because in quarantine, uh, I have decided to go back and watch Drag Race from the beginning because yeah. I'm literally new this season. I decided <gasps> to start watching. I started with episode two of this season. Wow. Yeah. So you, you're like, just, just discovering an amazing world of- What a time to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> what a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love that drink. Uh, Mike, what are you having? So I have a Yingling Light. Um, Ooh. Back in Solid. the Midwest, and they started selling these in Indiana ooh, about a year, year and a half ago. Like It didn't make it across the border, so we used to drive to Cincinnati to buy them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so this was this was what was in the fridge. I'm at my parents' house who aren't big. I was going to say, are you in Indiana right now? I'm in Indiana right now, yes. Oh, wow. Hence all of the Indiana behind me. 
Oh, give us a give us a peek. So I've got Dr. J, um, and then I've got a Indiana Pacers locker, which is like from my childhood. I can't see, see any of this, but it sure. Says, it's not um, like in the. It says my corner. name. It's got a number. Oh, it's it was, blocked uh, for me where it says live stream. Uh, oh yeah. damn, Brittany, can we do that thing where Mike is really big and we're small <laughs> on the ends so we can see? Maybe my. Maybe. Do yeah, we're, that was it, but it was but me. Maybe do I need to talk? Is it work like? I don't know. Ooh. If not, it's no big deal. Well, I was gonna watching more Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy at home, so I was gonna do the. There oh we my go. god, obsessed with watching Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy, like <laughs> that. We watch them every day, and it's so it's so fun. Like I think I'm gonna watch them normally now. Like but whenever they're flipped I can. in New York. It's Jeopardy Wheel of Fortune in New York, and it's Wheel of Fortune Jeopardy here, which has been very confusing. Oh, see, yeah, it's been confusing for me too oh. because here in Kentucky, let's make a deal with Wayne Brady comes on at <laughs> 4 p.m., where it's usually part of my I morning routine. Like 11 yeah. Yeah. No, 11 strikes is right. It's, yeah, it's usually around time. 10 o'clock New York time, right after Hot Bench. So uh, it's really disorienting uh, when it comes on at 4 p.m. I'm like, it's well, morning. Uh, I watched daytime television had to be when I had a fever in high school. I swear <laughs> to God. It feels like that. I feel like with, and with all the reruns they're having to do because they can't film new episodes, I, it feels like I'm just watching the game show network. Oh my God, yeah. it's so With funny. the big bold, this cruise was filmed before the yes. outbreak. It's like got a disclaimer when they give like, away yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. But yeah, so I've got my Indiana locker behind me. I've got an Indiana shirt on a pace. I, I have all sports stuff. I don't have anything Broadway here um, at all. So it's all sports related stuff in this house. It's all sports related stuff in this room. Um, but that's also kind of the way my yeah. place is in New York anyways. So Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Is it Indiana the Hoosiers? Did I say that right? The Hoosiers. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. I know a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're you're in Cincinnati, right? I'm in Dayton, so it's still oh, like close. I'm still right there. Yeah. Dayton's even closer. Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're basically on the Indiana border. Yeah. And we I go to Indiana to buy fireworks. Yeah. And we went to Cincinnati and Ohio to buy, to buy beer. beer. Yangling, yeah. It's a trade-off. <laughs> and I'm Kentucky, so we're really serving tri-state realness here. Yeah, we're covering the Midwest hard. Oh yeah, hard. And what Ruthie, up, Harlem? I know you're our like <laughs> lifeline back into. You're New keeping York. the New York strong. I am. I know. I am. I like being here. I mean, the 7 p.m. shout out makes my life so happy. And like Harlem was a little slow on the uptake for sure, but like now it's like it like slowly has grown. And now, yeah, people are like hanging out their windows. It like it feels really nice. Ugh. Well, Harlem's right beside that hospital. Ellie, what is that hospital? You've been there. Um, I have. My, I mean, Mount, Mount Sinai on uh, 168 too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. like Washington Heights. Heights. Like That's, Heights I would yeah. call that Harlem. Yeah. 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 Um, so I, you guys, right before this, like I like had like the, a weirdly busy week just with like random stuff going on, but I have been like running around. So I like sprinted downstairs after showering and I was listening to the Bon Appetit food cast while I was getting ready. And they were talking about what cocktails they're making. And they were like, my, one of my cocktails is a Tom Collins that I'm making. Cause you can like make it different always. So I'm having a Tom Collins. Hey. Fancy. Which is just gin. That restaurant. Yeah, gin, soda, um, le uh, lemon juice, and um, a cherry. 
Can I tell you a story about a Tom Collins? Please. <laughs> okay, so when I was in college, I went to Barnard, uh, which is one of the four undergraduate colleges of Columbia University. And one of the things that they say is like, you know, we, we were living in New York and um, they have all these ways that like you can make money as a student. Like I was a Barnard babysitter. Um, and I also decided, cause I like didn't have enough going on. Um, and, and like for me, like most sincerely, uh -huh. I did not have enough going on for me. So yeah. I decided to take the Barnard bartending class. You guys, this was the hard, like I went to, I took organic chemistry and this was the hardest class uh. I ever took. <laughs> I could not, I was like, who has time to memorize literally, I don't know, like 200 recipes. And, um, you had to take a written test at the end of it and then do a practical where you made a drink for like my teachers who were like seniors who had been in the bartending agency yeah. um, for forever. So uh, I totally cheated on the written test. It's the only test I ever cheated on in my entire life. Had a girl. And then they were just like, you know, if you don't know, they had said like part of the thing about being a bartender, bartender is just being confident. So they asked me to make a Tom Collins. <laughs> I have no effing clue what is in this drink. And I'm just like, uh-huh, of course. And I just like grab a highball and just started mixing things together. I have no idea, like literally don't know what I'm doing. And I'm just like talking to them like, how was your day? La, 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 stir, stir, stir. I will get, based on what you just listed as the ingredients of that drink, I now know that 14 years ago, I was very wrong. Ah. <laughs> oh, got certified. So there you go. Here's there you my, go. Here's there you my go. question for you, though. Were you yeah. only allowed to have jobs that started with a B? Because all of your examples. <laughs> Part of bartender, bartender. Babysitter. Yeah. Babysitter, bartender. What else it could you It was just a do? very, very conveniently named college. What can I say? <laughs> Lots of jobs start with B. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what what has been keeping everyone entertained during quarantine? Um, we basically, everyone has to watch Tiger King to get on the show. So we know that everyone's watched Tiger King. You yes. haven't watched it, Ruthie? <gasps> oh no, Ruthie, you have to leave it's now. It's so <laughs> good. Bye, Ruthie. I feel like <laughs> that will really you. upset me, you guys. Are you an really animal person? Oh, I'm just, I mean, yes, but I'm also just like not a cruelty person. Sure. Like I'm also like not, my type of reality sure. television is like survivor, hardcore uh -huh. survivor fan. And then like certain reality shows like Drag Race or like uh -huh. I was a so you can, you can dance girl. Uh -huh. I am not into like, I have never watched Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I have never watched A Real Housewives. I do not dig the like catty. The people, like business. the following. Yeah. So like the eccentric, I just like look at it in horror. So like not, it's not my thing. It's really it's a documentary. It's so good. Yeah. It's not, I mean, yeah. I also like, I am very lucky that like I, I have my full-time job still at Playbill. So like uh -huh. I'm we're fully working. And yeah. then I'm also working on my podcast for the Rad Eye Podcast Network mm -hmm. and like other goodies for VPN. So like I'm honestly not watching a lot of TV. That's lovely. I'm honestly jealous. It's an acceptable answer. Yeah. Yeah. 
I so, so I'm I'm also working and doing a little bit on the podcast, but I'm watching a lot of TV still. Uh -huh. so, <laughs> um, so I watched it. I watched it in two days. Uh, yeah. I just recently yeah. yesterday I put out my if the cast were cast members, which is so so, so good. So I, like, I thought I put a lot more thought into it than I really wish I would have. Um, <laughs> But I do have like I've thought through which character deserves to be. Well, that cast. feels on brand for you. It is, yeah. I mean, it fits. It was, it was. Um, it didn't take a lot of research. It just was a little bit more like, all right, who should be this person? Like, what, what's their underlying personality traits that fits this character? Right. Um. So yeah, so that was pretty fun. Uh, I just finished Ozark season three, and I'm in the middle of Money Heist, which has been fun. It's pretty. Uh, what's Money Heist? Money Heist is a spanish or portuguese dubbed show about a bank robbery that's got four seasons if you get past the dubbing which is a little annoying um it's a know, really why not good just caption it so i was told by a lot of people to just watch the english dub because they said it's it's kind of the way it defaults and i've heard it's really good so mm -hmm. i've watched it um there's only a few times where they're like yelling at each other and it's very obvious that <laughs> it's not accurate yeah. uh, but the storyline's been great i'm only halfway through i've watched two cool but I'll watch that's, that sounds interesting. What is the original? Language. What's the original language? It's either Spanish or Portuguese. Gotcha. That might be fun to watch in the language. Yeah, I've been yeah. like, you know, Parasite kind of opened up, like made me not scared of like things that subtitled? are that are yeah, subtitled or like not in the original, you know, not my language. So I have to work a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, my list is very long. I mean, uh -huh. I am like, I'm weeks behind actually in Survivor. I watch that show, I mean, completely unironically and anyone who watches it understands, but everyone who doesn't watch it thinks I'm an idiot. But that's just a lot in life, <laughs> friends. Um, people, it is incredible television. People love incredible. Survivor. It's so good. So like yeah. I watch that, I'm still on the Grey's Anatomy train. I caught up on season wow. 19, which I'm like yeah, it's embarrassed way over, right? that I watched that nonsense, but I do because they keep overlapping with Grays and they did it on purpose to trap all us Grays fans into having to watch the other show. Yeah, um, totally. But Poor I do folks. enjoy watching Oak. Oak is so good on that show, you guys, um, from Hamilton. Oh, um, sure. Yes. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. He's a regular and he's so good. Well, I, I watch that. I watch All Rise with Lindsay Mendez and Ruthie Ann Miles. Okay, yes. House. So I watch like a lot of that network nonsense. But then, yes, I went back to the beginning of Drag Race. And I also randomly started watching Cheers from the beginning. Cheers. On Netflix. Oh, yes. Is that on guys, Netflix or what's that on? What's it's on, that on Netflix. And you guys, I don't understand why Ted Danson is so sexy. Can someone <laughs> please explain this to me? Um, it's, uh, I don't know. There's something about that era that's just like very hot. I just like, he's so tall and the smile and the, I'm like, what is going on? Um, so that's been fun. Speaking of very, speaking of very hot, um, men, uh, Brit has a picture to put up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this is uh, who Mike has as Joe Exotic's cat, which is the Rum Tum Tugger, which is, I think, very appropriate. Yeah, I mean, seeking fame, super loud, uh, center of the story. 
Yeah, they even have the same wig. I was going to say, I found that interesting that the personality and the look matches. It's like 101 Dalmatians-esque where like the owners look like their dogs. Like he actually yeah. looks like his inner cat. Yeah. Well, I got a couple of matched it. looks. It's perfect. But I went more on personality. The other one that was just too perfect was Doc Antle and Old Deuteronomy, which is literally 99 wives. Yeah, literally. All, all of the wives. Yeah, like <laughs> just insane <laughs> oh my god um this week i've been we've been watching like a lot of the same things like i've been like watching sex in the city uh, we finished um we finished fleabag which i don't know if i've <laughs> talked about on here but it's so good and i didn't know that it was based on a play so cool. I've got yeah. a, and, I, and i think it's streaming right now somewhere so i've got to find it she's raising money for the nhs in uh in the uk yeah and the show is just so fun i haven't laughed that hard at a show in so long it's It's, so good it's also like a binge like it's it's totally hours of of a season like that's it exactly it's only six episodes each season i'm like oh my god i need i definitely need more like but is it over is that like that's That's it? it yeah Oh, oh wow. I did she's not only doing two that. seasons? I didn't realize that either. <laughs> well, now that they've won so many awards, they yeah. might do more. But like, I think like the play was that had the two seasons. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they left it in a place where it could go either way, where it could be very much the end or like keep it going. I feel that way about like the United States of Terra. Have you all either any of you watched that before? No, but Tony Collette, she's so good. She's so good. But it very much ends in a place where it's like they could keep going or it's like a perfect kind of and to that story yeah yeah, yeah. i also started rewatching scrubs because i'm a scrubs <laughs> fanatic and zach braff and donald Faison started a new podcast where called um fake doctors real friends it, it's like a rewatch podcast but it's so good it is so good and so now it's making me want to like actually watch the episodes along with them because they mm-hmm. go through like there are certain things where they'll be like time stamp at whatever and i'm like i mean i generally remember what this episode is about but man time stamps that's it. very specific yeah you know fake doctors real friends was um one of the titles caleb and i considered for yeah. our podcast obviously obviously yeah yeah but um equity won one out yeah. Wait, I don't um, even know how you two, I and mean, like obviously your fans know, but how, how you two know each other. Our adoring public. Yes. Um, yeah, no, we, uh, long story short, we met uh, doing dance competitions in high school and then were uh, college roommates and have been best friends ever since. So that's oh, like I love it. Ten, 10 years plus. Over now. a decade. Yeah. Over wow. a decade. Yeah, it's so a long time. Yeah. I love that. In a nutshell. Yeah, yeah quick yes. I heard I heard quick and dirty. version on the last happy hour. Yeah, yeah. I, I sped through it. We're like, yeah. we'll get the highlights. Yeah, so. we're getting speedier. <laughs> we're like, this is out. That you know, we have to go through the whole thing every time, but it's fun. I love what we're. This is like really, really a fun, been a fun thing to do. Is just like sit with all of you, because for those of you who aren't on the inside of the Broadway Podcast Network, we do meet quite often and and spend time with the other podcasters um for meetings and other like little happy hours but this is really fun to like one-on-one get to sit and uh, so fun have a yeah. good time. i feel like i feel like i'm like the most active vpn podcaster whose podcast isn't live yet yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm just like i'm everywhere 
with doing like the videos with you, like when yeah. Elliot, you and I bonded and like did the video with you, Caleb at Broadway con. And I'm like yeah. filling in the calendar and doing all this stuff. And it's like one day the podcast will go <laughs> You have a one title day? yet? What's your title going oh, to be? Oh yeah. It's called Why We Theater. Oh, I love that. And because it's the idea is like, I like using um, theater as a verb because I think like to theater is like to engage with the art on stage. And then why we theater is because I think um, to enact change in the world. Because I, I believe that stories are the, the one thing that can make change. So it's like why we theater because we're agents of change as artists. Amen. Work. Wow. I cannot, I cannot wait wow, to hear it. I know, right? right. Like, I'm sold. I know. We've recorded the D thing that's hard is like my my podcasts are panels, um, and I'm getting people from like far outside of the theatrical world who are like experts in these issues to help us say like this is how we change this. Um, so it's a lot of research and a lot of scheduling and all that. But we're recording episode three on Tuesday, so yes. we'll be ready to launch soon. That's so yeah. exciting. Got to like, bank them a little bit, you know. Oh, yes, you do. Caleb and I learned that the hard way. <laughs> we still haven't, I mean, we still haven't learned our lesson. We still don't bank things. We just kind of go, we try. I mean, you guys are, <laughs> you guys are killing. Look, we're in happy hour. I was saying, I was saying to my boyfriend today, I was like, the happy hours are like the, my favorite podcasts I've ever done. Just because yeah. like, I feel like it's so low stress, even though there's like more to it. Like it's like just sitting, literally just sitting and being like, bah, 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 bah. I'm it's really fun. fun. Yeah. I like, I like this too, because you all can educate me because I go to these other VPN events and everyone's like, oh yeah. And this and that. And I'm like, I've never even heard of that. I don't know what you're talking about. Like I'm so lost at these events because I don't know very much about the industry or the yeah. history or anything else. I'm just a, a fan. Yeah. And so I'm constantly just like so everyone I'm like hitting out and be like, should I know who that is? Am I supposed to know who that is? is are they uh -huh. famous? Is it important? Yeah. But I love that you're a part of it because it's also like, I mean, like looking at like the pacers in the background and you're sure and then like saying like my life is sports but i also just really love cats and musicals sometimes <laughs> like i'm like yes i hate this idea of like sports it's and, and it's like being like that i'm like no you can actually like because i really love sports too i, I mean I is my thing, but like, so yeah. i look at it as, as very similar and the fact that like what i like about both of them is that you're watching the elite at their profession doing it live Exactly. That's, that's what I'm a fan of. Like you go to a, a basketball game, you're watching the like some of the most insane athletes in the world do these feats that you can only like. I've never dunked. Like I'm, I'm not very <laughs> close to dunking. Um, so, but and then it's the same thing. Like I watch these people sing and dance. I'm like, I can't. I can't even fathom doing that. And so yeah. it's you're watching the best of the best, especially once you're in New York. Yeah. yeah, that's how people feel yeah. watching this um, Broadway Podcast Network Happy Hour. Yeah, watching the, <laughs> the best the podcasters best the best in the world yeah. exactly <laughs> sit and talk. Um, well, let's kind of start our interview. I mean, I think that's kind of a perfect segue into mm -hmm. being like fans of theater. We always ask our guests um, what first got them interested in the arts, what first kind of caught them as a young person. So, um, Mike, let's start with you. Sure. Um, so again, I grew up in a sports household, um, way, way, like 
a lot. My dad uh, does some work with the Pacers, hence all the stuff. Um, but my mom's a music teacher. And so that is, uh, she teaches piano. She's always taught piano. There's like three or four pianos in this house. Um, and so that's been like, we went to the theater when it came to Indiana, the five shows that come to Indiana every year, yeah. uh, we, we went and it was usually who went with her. Um, so I was trying to think of what the first show I saw was, and I, I have no idea. I think it was Joseph, uh, honestly, but I was like super young. We love Joseph. Uh, and so I've in the Andrew Lloyd Webber string. Yeah. Connected. Uh, <laughs> and so that was kind of, you know, I've always uh, been interested. And then we went when we used to go visit New York, we would go. Um, so again, same thing. Like I've just appreciate watching people do stuff that I can't think of. And then when you add in, like, I love Jersey boys. I loved uh, book of Mormon stuff where it's like, okay, I love that music or the South park humor is like so clever. Yeah that I'm a big fan of that. Like that is where it's pieced together some stuff. So when I moved to New York, um, I, and I realized how easy it was to go on like a random Tuesday just <laughs> after work, uh, I started going more often and that's what kind of got me interested. That makes it's, me so happy. Yeah. It's so great. <laughs> Every I mean, part that, of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What was like when you were seeing shows when you were younger, like you let's say you love Jersey boys, you love like book of Mormon. What was something when you were younger that you were like, Oh, okay. Like this is, this is fun seeing this with mom. You know, I, so I don't remember most of the time with everything. I'm just like, did I walk out entertained? Like I don't have a high bar for anything <laughs> I watch, like hence sure. thing. Um, but, like, I just want <laughs> yeah, to be, I want to be entertained. Um, I love sitcoms. I like very simple things. So a lot of the stuff I've seen, it's like, oh, that was good. Like that was well, like they tied it up nicely. Um, a great show, great singing, great dancing. So that was always, again, like the, the part that hooked me. I wouldn't say there's any like the shows that stood out, like Lion King obviously stood out when we saw that because of just how like, mesmerizing everything is. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I would, I would just go to pretty much anything. I've like never thought, oh, this was so bad. I got to leave. Like, even if it's something that's not totally for me, yeah. you know, you just, you walk out an hour and a half, two hours later and, you, you know, you still saw somebody doing something pretty incredible. Oh yeah. There's yeah. always something like, there's always something to take from those things. I always like, when I see stuff, I try and always like, just like learn something. Like, what did I learn from seeing that? Like, did I like it? Like, what did I not, what didn't I like it? Maybe that's what I learned about myself. You know, yeah. what didn't I like? What I, what did I appreciate? Um, it's a good good barometer. Now my my rule because of cats and a couple others is that I like to at least have a general idea of what I'm going to see. Sure. Yeah. I not to do that early on. I saw I don't remember the names of the ones. I saw the one with Jeff Daniels and uh, Michelle Williams, where oh, Blackbird. Uh, Blackbird. Yeah, didn't know what that was about. That was uh that was. Yeah. That was <laughs> um, didn't you know thought Fun Homes a misleading name. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, a couple things where I was just like, I won lottery tickets, or I went, and then I'm like in there going, like I'm sitting in the theater about five minutes before it starts on my phone, being like, what's this about? Um, so now I try to at least have an idea before I go, because um, and Cats was the most extreme version of that. <laughs> when was the first time you saw Cats when you were younger, or the most recent revival? No, I've not. I saw the most recent revival. I saw the second to last preview. Um, the story is a friend of mine from uh, from college. She is, uh, she works on Broadway sets. And mm -hmm. so I was saying like, Hey, I got to see these classics. Like I've never seen, I still haven't seen half of them. So, so this mm -hmm. maybe, maybe cats ruined it for me, but, uh, <laughs> but I was like, I've never seen Phantom. I've never seen, I, was just gonna say, I've never I have seen a that. feeling you haven't seen Phantom and you need to. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen like most of these. And so, uh, the second to last preview is a Saturday matinee and she's like, we have, I have tickets. And then 
she got super sick and told me that like 30 minutes before. So I went and sat there by myself. I had no idea what it was. I had not drank before. I had not, <laughs> not had any substances of any kind. It was a Saturday and I, all I knew was Leona Lewis was in it. That was it. Um, oh my God. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. And so I walked out and I was like, so uh, head scratching, confused. Uh, and at the time, I had, I had, um, I'd moved to, you know, to New York for work, kind of on a whim. Like it was, I got recruited, took the job, and just left very quickly. So there's a lot of people that the stuff that New Yorkers accept as normal parts of life are not normal. Um, and when you're new, coming from, you know, from Indiana in the suburbs, it, you're if you're observant, you're gonna realize like we shouldn't just be okay with this or like we shouldn't just accept this Wait, like what like what like what like oh, receipt. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I mean, there's a lot of like i think some of it's very mental health related but like there's a lot of like homeless people um yeah. yes using the restroom not in a corner just on the subway or um you see you, know, you just see people yelling and screaming i saw a, one of the cart guys just pull his knife towards somebody and like as a threatening way and then they like shook hands and hugged after they finished their argument. But it was like, you just don't, that's just not normal life. So anyways, I was, I was giving people feedback from Indiana through like a newsletter blog style thing of like, here's what I'm noticing. Here's the crazy stuff I'm seeing. Here's, here's what sleep no more is about. You're not going to believe this. I just paused my normal updates of like, here's what's happening in life and just wrote about cats. And so I have it somewhere. I'll find it and send an email to all of you. Oh my God. Um, it does Please. exist somewhere. Uh, but it was like, I got known as like, I had very strong opinions about the, the musical, which was not true. I just thought it was a very fun subject to write, which is what my yeah. podcast is about. It's just a very fun, um, like, uh, it's, a, it's a good thing to, to be able to use for parody. And so yeah. oh I, when, the, when the trailer came out, uh, I got about 25 text messages with links to it because it's like I'm the person in, in, from You're Indiana that, yes. that, cats, that knows cats. Uh, and so I was joking around with, um, with Alan and I made a fake welcome to my TED talk. And my, my welcome to my TED talk note was Chris Bell is the wrong cat to die. Welcome to my TED talk. And it was me standing in front of about 300 people getting ready to do a, a an actual presentation, not not a catch related presentation, and um, and that became the vehicle for for my podcast. I love it so much. I love it. Like, oh, yeah. but I've seen it twice. Like, I saw it with Leona Lewis, and then I saw Mamie do it. Um, yeah, I saw, so I saw it later with another friend, almost exactly a year later, and that's it. I've literally never seen any other productions. I've watched the video. I watched the clips on YouTube, but uh -huh. I still, you, you could name people from the original, like actual actors and actresses. And I'll be like, who? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, who that you is. don't know I, who Terrence Mann is. I, so I, I've learned a couple, like I'm starting okay, to figure okay. out, some <laughs> but like, I know like where I really know this story is the, my version of how this like story how, yes. works. And yeah. so I have theories that yeah. I don't think are real, like have never been thought through are things that if you tie a couple rumors on like this cat might be related to this cat and might be sleeping with this cat. And then you piece that together with what you do know about the story. It becomes very interesting to think about. And that's the only thing I really focus on. We love it. And we're, we're going to get more okay. to cats related conspiracy. Um, once we hear about young Ruthie uh, <laughs> and, and <laughs> what made her the, the theater um, expert she is today. Um, so 
I uh, grew up in West Hartford, Connecticut. I'm the eldest of three children. And we all kind of um, ended up loving theater, doing theater. My brother is an actor. It's like the connection between me and Elliot and me and Caleb um, outside yeah. of BPN. But uh, I think part of the reason we all, uh, we were a theater family. My mother was a singer um semi-professional she didn't discover singing in theater until like she was in college but um you know then she became kind of obsessed and she had us young and she did community theater the joke is um she was pregnant with each of us while she did a different community theater show so i was the uh -huh. fiddler baby and my brother oh. was the 42nd street baby which is what like the Makes joke is Yes, exactly. But like, yeah. truly, like the, the, my mom tells the story of like how the dancers used to like scream into her stomach, like, you're going to be a dancer. You're going to be a dancer. And like my brother's a dancer. <laughs> um, and then my sister was the a chorus line baby. But like, there's a video of me, like at the age of two in a diaper, just screaming, God, I hope I get it on the top of my lungs. <laughs> I think, you know, like my, my, my mom was a singer. My dad was a fan. My dad loves the Phantom of the Opera. That's his favorite show of all time. And the music of the night is his favorite song ever. Um, and so we were just in a household that like had a stereo and like, like big speakers, like not boombox, like big speakers and like just played that music all the time, a chorus line and Phantom and Les Mis and Miss Saigon and, mm -hmm. Um, you know, all those 80s shows, the British invasion was strong in our household, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think too, like my mom, because she discovered all of this later in life, she was like, well, that's not, I want my kids to know it like immediately. And she was never, you know, she never took dance lessons or singing lessons. And, and, and she took voice lessons again in college, but she never took dance lessons. And every time she tried out for a community theater musical, like she would sing great and she would act great, but she couldn't dance and she like wouldn't get whatever part and she'd be pissed. So she was like, I will not allow this to happen to my children. So she put me <laughs> in dance class. So I started ballet when I was two and, um, you know, like added in tap when I was five and like mm -hmm. the whole, you know, that whole trajectory. And I danced all the way through college. Um, I was a dance minor at Barnard, but like, you know, then I started doing the JCC musicals uh, when I was like probably like eight years old, they did Annie. I was Pepper, you know, the bitchy yes, orphan, obviously. Um, <laughs> and uh, funny story, Mike, my the first musical I ever saw was Cats. Um, we had the so just like, about children like, seeing this. Well, so, <laughs> <laughs> so you had like, I don't know the name of your theater in Indiana. Um, Clues or the Murat. Okay. They're in two. We had the Bushnell Center for the Performing Arts in Hartford, Connecticut, where all the national tours came through. And uh, my parents took me when I was two to see Cats. Oh, and, no. yeah, <laughs> and, I, and I just like sat like mesmerized, I guess. I don't really, I have no memory of it. Um, and then when my brother was two, they took both of us to Phantom when it came through. And then, I mean, like imagine my surprise when, Cats came back again when I was probably like 12 and saw it and was like, this is 
terrible. Why mm -hmm. do, like, what do I, how do I reconcile my existence that I love theater <laughs> and the first show I ever saw was this very bad musical. Um, I have come back around to like, I, I, they're absolutely like things I love about cats and I understand its place in the canon, but like long, 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 long rambling story short, because that's what happens when I drink. Um, <laughs> is that like, I, I just grew up singing and dancing and doing the musicals at the JCC. And then like, you know, I was on the dance team in high school and my high school didn't do musicals. We did a jazz show, but we were the venue for the musicals for high schoolers and college students around the state of Connecticut. And I did that for seven summers um, until I finally, like I was a featured dancer until I finally had the lead in 42nd street. I was Peggy Sawyer after my sophomore year of college. And that's when I like hung up my hat a little and like, <laughs> like I said, continued, continued dancing at Barnard, but never had professional ambitions for it. And then just got really lucky that I became a journalist and I was like in magazines and stuff before it, I worked for play, like a lot of people at Playbill and a lot of people in theater journalism in general like tried to do the thing and then we're like okay i'm sick of auditioning pivot that was not me like i was a journalist sure. who loved theater and like ended up getting to play bill and now to the broadway podcast network was it the like barnard ballet i was gonna make a barnard <laughs> ballet joke hey yeah. high five there was a barnard oh there was a really intense barnard ballet collective which True story. Um, I don't know if you guys know Justin Peck, um, yeah, who choreographed mm -hmm. the Carousel Revival and is the resident choreographer of New York City Ballet. He was my best guy friend in college. Um, we met freshman year because he was in the core of New York City Ballet, and he was in the one of the other undergraduate schools is called the School of General Studies, which is like all these part time students of like whether you're in the ballet or whether like you went to the military and then came back to school or like it, there are a whole bunch of reasons you can be in GS. And Justin was literally in New York city ballet in the core and was like, eh, well, the only class I can take before I have to be at rehearsal and warm up is 9am bio. And like, I thought I was going to be pre-med. So I was in 9am bio and he was like the only guy in a sea of a hundred women at Barnard. And, um, <laughs> And we ended up going to like the same study session one day and ended up in the elevator together. And he was like, do you know what the hell is going on over there? <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe study together. And then like, that was the beginning of a beautiful friendship as they say. So yes, Barnard Ballet for real existed. <laughs> yeah, big, big fans of Justin Peck here. Carousel was another one where I didn't know going in how uh, the story, which was See, but I'm like intensifies. so jealous. I'm yeah. jealous when you say that like you you went to theater not knowing what it was about. Like those are my favorite. Like those experiences are so few and far between for me now because we do so much pre-show coverage of like press days and interviews, and it's like my job to know. Mm -hmm. And I, it it's like to get to go to a show and not have any idea of what's going to happen is such a luxury. I like, am a little bit. Yeah. Nervous. Although I, really I do understand what you're sure. saying of like fun homes sounds fun. Not so fun. Short for funeral. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I learned that very quickly. <laughs> um, I, I think that's, that is a luxury too. Like, and I try to do that as an audience member. Like I try to not, you know, I grew up a big Broadway fan. Like 
buying every cast recording as soon as it came out to like listen and like know what's happening. But now that I can like see things, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna try and I'm not gonna watch the press day. I'm not gonna watch mm-hmm. the their performance on GMA or whatever until I can see the show right, so that I have I a little surprise. Yeah. 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 And then afterwards I listen to it on repeat. There's like oh my God. a couple songs I love. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing is like, I definitely grew up, like, I know nothing about real music, like, like mainstream music like because I grew up music. listening to, yeah, I, I grew up listening to cast albums exclusively. Yeah. Uh, like that and the Spice Girls. Like, that was it. Um, <laughs> When's that musical coming out? Oh my God. Could you spice up your life? They I love the movie. movie. Alan Cummings yeah. was Alan Cummings is in it. That movie um, is rich. Aces. Aces. <laughs> but, um, I kind of yeah. can't watch it because it's not what you think it is anymore. When I rewatch it, I'm I'm kind of oh, sad when I rewatch not? it for me. Oh, yeah. The aliens are so funny in it. That was why I went to see Chicago, was because Mel B was in it. With the oh. But yeah, like I just listened to cast albums and, and we listened to cast albums in the car and like and now I, I I don't have a car to like sit and sing and belt. And so like, I don't listen to anything anymore, really. It's kind of, I don't know, it's a strange, like there was before New York and yeah. after. Yeah, now I like listen Amen. to, I have started listening to like, you know, I love a woman of pop. I love mm-hmm. like a a Taylor and Ariana. I was say, you love a Demi. I love a Demi. Oh, I love a Demi. So uh, I have started doing that more, but also I just like listen to podcasts constantly on the train, like, and at the gym, I'm always listening to podcasts. Um, I'm a reader. I'm a subway reader. I'm a reader as well. I'm a sudoku Not a reader. Mm. On the subway. I can't read on the subway. I ain't never been a reader, never will be a reader. (laughs) Never. I'm over it. I don't like it. That's what I've been doing in quarantine. I've been reading. Subway school ruined me. It made me hate reading. (laughs) Uh, what have you been reading? Um, I finished this amazing book called The Starless Sea by Aaron Morgenstern, who wrote The Night Circus, which I actually did not read The Night Circus, but a, a lot of people love that, that book. So, book. Yeah. Yeah. The Starless I Sea. I love was, The Night Circus. Okay. So The Starless Sea is amazing. It took me a lot longer than most books to like get into it. Like, usually, if I don't get into a book by like page 40 or 50, I'm like, uh uh-uh. uh. But I stuck it through because people said she's amazing. And that's the thing. Like, she just creates these worlds that are so bizarre and, like, like just don't abide by the real rules of the world. But, like, you have to get used to that. But it was incredible and the kind of book that, like, almost like theater where, like, you could read it again and again and find new things and appreciate mm-hmm. something different every time. So I read that. Um, I just got um, my book of the month delivered so I'm excited to get into that but then I also started reading um like my way of uh having some theater right now is that I have all the like the making of books that they send me like the grimmery essentially but like so I have waving through a window for Dear Evan Hansen and I have you read the Spider-Man one no but so I started reading the Dear Evan Hansen one and I just like gosh reading like Steven Levinson's liner notes essentially like makes me so happy yeah it's really fun Brilliant. I I know I have the uh I notoriously have like all things pu- published about spring awakening <sighs> so I have the like purple summer booklet that has oh my god what I wouldn't do for that yeah I it's probably available on Amazon yeah all mm-hmm. right I mean that was my formative musical same Absolutely. um 
Mike, what have you been reading? So I read all across the board. Um, I just finished Little Fires Everywhere because I wanted to oh, see it before I watched. So this series is so good. I haven't haven't done the series yet, but I, I want to see it. That book is incredible. But I'm uh, I'm very on brand right now. I'm reading a book called Black Noon about the uh, it's a Indy 500 race in the 60s. So that's been been <laughs> cool. very very interesting to to read kind of the history of the track and uh, that type of fun stuff because I've been yeah. to almost every race um, since. Awesome. Since I was Do you eight. read more fiction oh, wow. or more nonfiction? I switch back and forth. I try okay. to switch back and forth between the two, between like books that might help my work versus just mindless um, nonfiction. So I, it's, yeah, I'm pretty- I read like my first open. nonfiction. I read um, Say Nothing, which was on like a bazillion million best books of the year and the decade. Um, it's about the Irish Troubles, which ever since seeing The Ferryman on Broadway, which I saw, three times. Um, that's, that's like 10 hours of your life. That is 10 hours of my life and I would <laughs> go see it again if I could tomorrow. So good, I yeah. obsessed with that show. It's my favorite play ever written that, that I have seen. And, um, but I got so obsessed with the Irish Troubles. I am so fascinated by them. And that's what Say Nothing is cool. all about the, the, the raw. And um, it's really, it's really good. I highly recommend. Caleb, what are you reading? Right now I'm doing some research on um, the Gilded Age and the Asters. So I'm just kind of like, it's like history and it's kind of, it's, uh, it's kind of tricky <laughs> to read. So I'm like, it's taking me a second to read it, but it's, I really love like all the, um, the ins and outs of social, um, the networking in the 1800s. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. I'm a nerd. I, I have a copy of Ross Matthews new book where it's called Name Drop, which is like celebrity <laughs> gossip. So I'll probably read that at some point. Love Ross Matthews. He has like recipes in it with each chapter. So I'll probably make the recipes. I'll read Ooh, it. Love. Yeah. Um, uh, great. So, okay. So Mike, your podcast is all about your, your thesis is that Grizabella is the wrong cat to have died. Correct. And you explore why other cats should have died. Now, which have you made a public stance about which team you are? No, I have, I've ranked them at the end of every episode. And then okay. um, the, the fun fact about doing this is that I started and I, again, knew very little. And if you go to the fan fiction uh, page on cast, there's a fan Wikipedia page. There's mm -hmm. 4,600 pages that are there <gasps> to dig through if you really want to, to get deep. Um, so I have learned more as I've gone. So mm -hmm. the earlier episodes are like, here's just some fun facts. And then as like I got there, I'm like, oh, if I tie that fun fact to that fun fact, that gets real interesting. So I, I have the ranking I've done by the episodes. Um, mm -hmm. I think the one I underrated, which is like who's probably the most worthy, is Gus. I'm team Gus, always team have Gus been, well. always will be. The only reason I feel a little bit better about, I had him as, I, I rated everybody out of nine cats. So I rated him out of seven out of nine cats. That's um, high. Yeah. And the reason I like feel a little bit better about it is that Christopher Gurr, who played Gus in the revival, when I interviewed him, he did not think that Gus had another life to live. Oh. So he didn't think he was eligible. So that's fascinating. Yeah, which I you, thought so, was really interesting. That's an interesting thing. Like, oh my god! Like, I've never done cats, so like, that's such a good actor too. Is like, 
yeah how, which life is this cat on <laughs> like i also cat has kind of wonder life. if like does sir ian mckellen agree that's a good question he was the other question yeah, is like, the best part of the movie is old deuteronomy even eligible because he's technically yeah. a judge. also it pissed me off it uh, watching the movie has really like um is really yeah. yes, brought I my like movie. Yes, I, I've watched it once. Um, I it's on my list to rewatch again here now in quarantine, but I'm not, I'm not sure I want to. I did an episode with. I have Alan to see it. I saw from, have to see it. You haven't seen it? Oh my god, I, Ruthie, I it is wild. A few more seltzers. You have to. <laughs> open yeah, open your seltzer now and go for it. It's uh, it's wild. It has some pros and cons. It has some really stuff really well done, and then there's some stuff that's like cringeworthy. I thought that Ian McKellen was perfect. Cringe. He that did. scene was perfect. And um, everything else is not to be missed, Ruthie. You can't. I mean, you, you I've heard it. and I know. And like, yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess now is the time. It was always yeah. just like, you know, the time. But what I was what I was saying about the movie is about Deuteronomy is that is that uh, why do some of the cats do their pitch before Deuteronomy is even there? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I don't know. I, the other thing about, sense. thing about Deuteronomy <laughs> I don't get is that in the age of today, he sits on stage during intermission and like yes. come up and take selfies with him yeah. and everything. And like that to me is crazy just to be able to do that, like to give up your intermission and sit there on stage. I was so confused the first time I saw him. I'm like, is he supposed to be there? Does it mean we're like, are we, is it intermission? Are we allowed to talk? Like we're allowed to, I had no idea what was happening. Uh-huh. It's so crazy. Like, <laughs> But my my ranking, what I would love to see is I think uh, Tugger and Mistopheles together should ascend to the heavy side layer. Like for- I mean, they're the Hi. best two cats. Like that's it. That's, that's my it. those those got Hi. the highest ratings for me. Oh, I in one episode you said that they're yeah. lovers. Maybe yes. Uh, so there's a lot oh, of I back? call it. Um, Tugstopheles, but I've heard it's Tugophiles. I've read bif- different versions, but yeah, there's a lot of theories that they are together. And there's a lot of really, really dark fan fiction about them being together. I mean, the best part about the fan fiction like this is that like no one can be right because that's just not how the show was written. Like they're written as both. Like, so you can just spin off into like literally anything you want to say in terms of fan fiction because like Exactly. There, there's no, there is no backstory about them. Like the, a lot of them are just barely named in the poem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, so yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. I, I think the, I read some fan fiction in the uh, Mistopheles episode that was, it was fifteen, like it was so much that it was like just trying to find one that I thought would be humorous to read was like dark it was a very dark day trying to skim through there because it's almost 15 chapters it was like thirty thousand words oh my god i was no. looking for some like you know twilight-esque love story written like i mean let me tell you if you can't be the best musical on the planet be the most polarizing <laughs> musical yeah, be the, the most planet. memeable yeah, like, yeah. Just be the most commentable like it i just is, it's america's got talent for murder that's the way like it's the only way i can describe the the show yeah that's right so like the the winner doesn't get a hundred thousand dollars in a show in Vegas, but get they get killed. They get to die yeah. and get a new yeah. life. A well, new that's, life. that's that's questionable. 
in the movie, it was questionable. They just sent her up in a chandelier, and I was like, what? Well, so they send up, in the original, they send her up in a tire swing. Like, tire swing. Yeah. And yeah. Then the idea Did is- you see that episode of Stars in the House where Betty Buckley was like, here is a piece of the heavy side leg? Yeah. You guys, I, not to brag, but I've been to the heavy side layer. So, because um, the heavy side layer is at the Winter Garden Theater and uh, oh, yeah. in, in, in Leslie Kritzer's video blog, <laughs> I played a cat who who li- was residing in the heavy side layer and haunting the Winter Garden. So, that's really worthy content. I, I, do, I, I did see that. It was fantastic. It was yeah. Great. But going up there is crazy. Like, it's really weird. It's there's I mean, a lot of cats. They're dead. There's a lot yeah. of cats. You, I could feel the spirits <laughs> of the bodies. It's just one cat. It's just one yeah. cat die over and over every night. Uh, I know, but like I mean, but that was a lot of performances. There are thousands of yes. over, the over the years. Over the years. Now, d- Mike, am I to understand that you brought? Did you bring a game to share? Um, did I bring a game to share? Am I wrong? I can the top ones. Oh, I mean, I was gonna. You, I think we were gonna rank them, but I actually let's think, do it. I think what might be more interesting is can I tell you my wildest theories? Yeah, let's do it. Let's have a conspiracy theory. Are how how um, knowledgeable are you about the different characters? I know kind of like who they are and what songs they sing. Okay, I'm gonna give you two. My my newest favorite is I just came up with for my uh, Peter episode. I did an episode about Peter that's coming out soon. I don't know when. Um, Peter is the worst cat. Uh, I have him ranked worst, <gasps> but I have some I have some ideas of where Peter could be in the story since he's not really part of the story. He's just in the opening number. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, so here are my two. He's like the cut from a chorus line. Like... <laughs> yeah, like headband, headband boy. boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so his, his point is they need an extra dancer in the opening number and Peter is named in the naming of the cats. That's it. There's no more story there. There's actually of the 4,600 pages, there's not one for Peter, which <gasps> really, really blew my mind because I found some very, very like obscure things. And I'm like, this has a page, but right. Peter doesn't. Wow. Um, but here are, my, here are my two. So one is there is rumors about Buster for Jones and Grizabella being like best friends growing up. And then he leaves the tribe or is not in the tribe and Grizabella is like exiled from the tribe. There's also stories that Joey Lorem and Grisabella were really good friends growing up. And then when you start re- researching Bus for Jones, Bus for Jones might have slept with Joey Lorem. They might be <gasps> mates. So my, And then the last part of that is Joey Lorem gives up her chance to sing and perform to Grisabella. So my take is that it, it sure. was a weird love triangle where they were best friends. Joey Lorem sleeps with her best friend growing up and her apology is to give up her chance to her chance. Perform. I love that. I love the poetry of that. So that's one <laughs> of my theories. I think that all really scans. Like, because Grizabella, formerly a glamour cat, right? Mm-hmm. Buster for Jones Very has maintained potentially. Yeah, he's maintained his glamour, yeah. right? So like yeah. they could have definitely yeah. run in the same circles. Yeah, um, he goes to strip clubs. It's it's in his lyrics, which again, Ruthie is why you shouldn't have gone as a child. that was my first probably show too honestly but i feel like it's you know that kind of thing and like like disney movies even where i'm like this is made for adults right only over the head over the head where you get in trouble is like age like 
11, 12, where like you're kind of understanding it enough to ask a question. Yeah, yeah. wild. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of questions. Uh, coming the whole <laughs> Tugger song is a question yeah. for any, any teenager. Yeah. But that uh, that theory really scans. Yeah, and my, my real my question is, is like, has, did Andrew Lou ever think about these things or is it just me? I don't think he did. Okay. I don't think he did either. He's not responding <laughs> to my DMs where I'm asking. <laughs> I bet you Trevor Nunn thought about it. I he's not responding. I don't. I've yet to get in touch with either of them. I've tried. <laughs> trying. Been oh, trying. Well, Mike, you and I should parlay outside of this. I might be able to help you. Yeah. Yes. Do you think I have? I have way way more theories than just that one. My other one that I think is is interesting to think about is there's a fight scene between McCavity and monkey trap mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. there's also some like background noise of mccavity and demeter in an abusive relationship yes and then there also might be that monkish trap who is it it is victoria is monkish traps daughter between monkish trap and demeter so oh victoria is that well, much younger than demeter? Them participating oh. in her jellical ball yeah well <laughs> Yeah, there's there's a lot of awkward parts of this movie if you really think about it. But wow. then my question would be is so like if there's the McCavity Bunk fight scene, is it because they both are with Demeter and it's a fight over her and not to try to defend old Deuteronomy? Huh. That's my other question. It I doesn't come up. What I really what I yeah. really liked about um <laughs> Oh my God, we we have Team Mungo, Jerry, and Rumple teaser. Well, this is this is I love the twins. This is a great segue, actually, because what I loved about the movie is like the the like making clear who like the villains are, like maybe the like more bad cats. Like I really liked that because like in the show, everyone kind of muddles together, but in the show, it's in the movie, it's very clear who are the troublemakers. Yeah, that it's McCavity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's committed every human crime. Well, yeah, yeah, but Mungo Jerry and Rumble Peas are very clearly troublemakers as well. Yes, like exactly. they're a heist operation, which yeah. I liked in the movie was very like they were very much part of the villain I, story. When I saw it the first time, that was a song stuck in my head at the end. So they got a very yeah. high ranking for me. I love uh, them. Yeah, and how new, did you feel about the new, ver the different version in the movie? I didn't mind it as much because I've seen some of the it's more British version of it. So yeah. I, I kind of read and knew that was coming. Yeah. Um, I didn't like that they changed the version of the song. Like to me, that's yeah. one of the most entertaining um, songs. Thumbs down for me. Yeah. I have a question. So this is your sister. Did you see if you saw it together? Did you try to do the d double cartwheel growing up? Oh, <laughs> oh no, no, no. So. So my sister was commenting under my brother's name. I don't think my sister. My sister is obsessed with the VHS, like, like, like basically wore it out. Yeah. She loves cats. Love the um, like effects. Did we try mm -hmm. to do, the, we never tried to do the double cartwheel together, but she and my brother are both in Connecticut at our parents' house in quarantine. So like, who knows, maybe they want to try that together and put it on TikTok. Just Let's saying. see it, let's yeah. see it. Like They're experimenting with TikTok lately. I would love <laughs> there's to some, know. There is some excellent we Legally Blonde musical things happening. The, um, um, the reunion coming up next week oh on the Broadway God. Podcast Network Town it's Hall. It's gonna be big. Uh, Wednesday at, at like nine, I think. That's gonna be really legendary. Mm -hmm. um, uh
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, great. I think we're going to move forward to uh, one of our new segments, which is Caleb's um, Blonde Girl from Ohio Tips for Quarantine. So can we roll that video, Britt? Hit it, Britt. Maybe I'd better go Maybe I'd better go home. Isn't that adorable? Oh, I did that show. Love I Wonderful I Town. Love it. Love Wonderful Town. It made me so happy. It's what from Wonderful Town, the music. Yeah, I was gonna say, don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb, what do you got for us this week? Okay, so I'm going to be posting on my Instagram an open forum, and you post a question, and I'll give some feedback. So that's what we're doing. Well, advice column. So um, my cousin Lindsay, who lives in Brooklyn, is also from Ohio, but she lives in Brooklyn now. And she said, I just have a question. Do you think the best water is hose water? And I think this is a big debate, because I love New York water. New York water is so refreshing. You're like on the Upper West Side. You are you got brunch and you're like, all I want is a tall glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think if you didn't grow up drinking from the hose, you really missed out. Okay. Um, I mean, I drink from the hose in Connecticut, but I still think New York water is better. I think New York I water is better. About Ohio, though. Ohio, your water sucks. <gasps> Wow. I'm sorry. I love Ohio with a very real, real, like deep love. I have many friends from Ohio and I've been to Columbus. Like I used to go every year because I had like five friends from there and it was better for me to go there than for five people to try and come here and like stay where. And Mm -hmm. I would come back from every weekend away dehydrated because the water, I just like. (laughs) Okay. That's a valid point. Um, I think, um, there's different types of hose water. The be- the worst is right from the get-go because it's kind of warm when it comes out and it's kind of because the sun has been heating it up. You know that feeling? Um, but I love constant, we used to, this is maybe taken too far. We used to stick the hose in our mouth and we like turn it on and you hold as much water as you can in your mouth before it explodes. <laughs> that's great hose water. But, but that's I also think- the beginning of the hose water. But this is after you played around with it for a while. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but I think no hose water is necessary, but New York water is the best water. So okay. that's my review, and that's it. Thank you. 
Well, there you have it. That's Caleb's blog yeah. girl moment of of the week. Uh, make sure to make sure to uh, DM him your questions. What do you need reviews for? What do you need tips for surviving quarantine? You can uh, message him at Caleb Dickey. His handle is right there. Bum, 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 bum. Um, it's gonna be time for merch madness. Can you hit that vid, Brit? You know that song, Mike. That one hurts. That one hurts. <laughs> I it too. Yesterday, actually, it's I think it's tonight. It was supposed to be the NBA playoffs first oh, night. And, yeah. So we yeah, get the Jordan documentary tomorrow. That's that's what we're all. That's what all the sports fans are waiting for. That's of course the the NCAA uh, March Madness. Okay, March Madness. Connecticut, yeah. like UConn. It's sad for us, you know. Yeah. 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 I'm from you know UK. We're big basketball. Yeah. So um, in honor of uh, The Wrong Cat Died, and it seemed it actually is very appropriate because we brought this up earlier, we have a special Andrew Lloyd Webber edition of Merch Madness. Starting off with one of my favorite shirts. This is my Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat shirt. This is from from some national tour production, I think, that I bought this from. But it's it's a classic like '90s tie dye. They like legit tie dyed that. Yeah. This is like amazing, and maybe it's not from any production. Maybe it's like from a, I don't know. Oh. I have no idea where I got it, but I'm obsessed with it. Um, tie dye love. It's the classic, the iconic logo. Um, and this this is a shirt I wear very often this is a staple for me one of those things where like you went away to college i came back from new york to like clean out some stuff in my house found this in a box somewhere and i was like how have i lived without this for so long um so that's my joseph shirt and then i have a newer andrew lloyd weber offering uh this is a shirt from the school of rock this is um a shirt. This is the, the the shirt that Dewey wears in the beginning. I was gonna um, say, how it's the costume piece inspired shirt, um, which I love. Those kinds of show shirts. Here we have a skull and crossbone of eggs and bacon, which I love for so many reasons. But I feel like right now in quarantine, this is like this is very much a mood. You know, it's like f- breakfast food, uh, real dead inside um quarantine mood <laughs> yeah, uh, and then you have the the traditional logo right here on the sleeve That's which i think nice. is always Classy. a nice option um usually when sh- uh, shirts have a weird like a fun graphic tee the the um, show logo is on the neck but i do appreciate it when it's on the shirt sleeve it's just a little fun um so while I love this shirt, I love the novelty factor of it. Um, and I loved the show. School of Rock was so fun. But really Joseph, fun. Joseph is one of my um, bucket list shows. And also, this shirt is just too good to pass up. So the clear winner this week is my Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat shirt. Are you going to wear it when you see it? Uh, when I see it, I'm going to be in it. I was going to say, Elliot, do you want to be yeah. Joseph or do you have another brother that you're coveting? I want to be any brother. Any, any brother. brother. Any brother. I'm not really a Joseph, uh, but I want to be any of the brothers. 
I, it is my dream show. I know there's a revival coming in the next couple years, and I. Feel like I mean, are you like a great Naftali? What is it? What is it? I was Naftali when I did it. <laughs> we'll have to see. I don't want to put myself in a box. You know what I mean? I want yeah. creatives to like put me where they see me, but I'm, I'm putting it out there now. I want to be in that revival. I want to be in that revival. All right. Well, we're putting it into the universe. Elliot Maddox. There. Thank you. you All right. Uh, we are moving to our game. Caleb, what do you have for us today? Okay, so Mike says he doesn't know Broadway, but I think he does more than we think we give him credit. And uh, Ruthie knows Broadway. <laughs> so I've texted Mike um, some shows and he's going to explain them to Ruthie, the plot, without using the title. And Ruthie's going to guess what the show is. Okay. I love this. Okay, and I I'm doing three at a time. So Mike, take away with the first one. Um, I've heard of this show. But I don't know what it's about. Uh, so make something about, up. It's about a place that is Brigadoon. That's not. Um, it's on the lower half of the world. That's about all I got. I'm not very good. Look, at that game. Is it Evita? No, it's the name's kind of named in the title. The place kinda is in named the title. in the title, and it's it's, so, it's tropical. Tropical. The Once on this of, island. Half of it's one of the half of it's one of the oceans. Oh, half of it's one of the oceans. Yeah, it's like a direction in an ocean. So name the oceans. I mean, two oh, that South really Pacific. Yeah, there we go. Ding, ding, ding. Yay! I've never heard of this next one, um, <laughs> nor even really know how to try to to describe it. Um, well, like describe the words and like it's, I feel like this is like twenty five thousand dollar pyramid. You have the to words are so the words. generic though. So, um, generic. Okay. so I'm like, all right. So if it's uh, me and my girl, <laughs> there. Uh, here we go. Here's how we're gonna do this. There used to be an MTV dating show for the first word. Am I right? Singled out. No, yeah. it's a one word show. They're on a bus. One word show. Another. Oh, oh, oh. Next. Yep. And then it's the opposite of. This is great. Next to normal. Yeah, there we go. Yay, what, the hell? Right. what am I describing? I'm assuming not a bus full of people that have like. No, their... Next to Normal is a brilliant Pulitzer Prize winning musical by Tom Kitt and Brian Yorkie, directed by Michael Greif, that was robbed for a lot of Tony Awards in the same <gasps> year as Billy Elliot. Um, about... <laughs> it's about family. Um, it's about a family. Uh, it centers around a mother who struggles with bipolar disorder. Um, in a and nutshell, that's actually, in a nutshell. Yeah, and it was actually like, I mean, it was, it, it still is actually, because I saw the Kennedy Center production this past winter, you guys, that was incredible with Rachel Bay Jones and Brandon Victor Dixon. Yeah. I mean, and it was so, and like a lot of people were like, uh, they got to do it in DC because it's too soon for a revival. It is not too soon for a revival. The way that they did it and the way that the mental health conversation is right now, plus the way that they, you know, cast yeah. it with like, also, you that know, was 12 kids were biracial. years ago. Also, it was 12 years ago. But, like, with the kids, you know, being biracial, because they're a biracial couple, like, that changes a lot of stuff. And, I mean, the first line in the show was different. Yeah. This would be one where I'd be, like, next to normal and walk in and not have guessed that. Yeah. It's, uh, oh, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. Incredible. And, like, I think fully responsible for, like, bringing mental health into the mainstream of musical theater. Work. All right, next one. Okay, 
next. I, I've, I know this one. Um, I think it was made into a movie, right? Am I right in that? Yeah. Okay, it was made into a movie. Is it, um, Bro- is it Matthew yeah. Broderick? Oh, yes. the producers? No, so not that one. It's more Wall Street-ish. How to succeed in business without really trying? Yeah. Yes, nailed it. Okay. Oh, I sent okay. you three more. Did you get it? Okay, yeah. I I know these. Um <laughs> uh, at least I know the I know what the first two are about. Okay, I just talked about this one. Mel B was in it, and it's a city very close oh, to Chicago. Ding, ding. Um, we're staying kind of on theme. Actually, this re- I saw this revival recently. It was in the loved it air, I think. It was a very artistic rendering of it. Oh, was it? Once on this island? No, it was after. It was oh, actually Oklahoma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the last time, I don't know, but I've heard the music's supposed to be incredible in this. It's um how many the bridges of Madison County. That's a one word title. No, I wish. Oh. Um the music's incredible mm-hmm. and it's a one word title. That's really Turn of the century. I was gonna say ragtime. Yeah, there you go. Ding, ding, hey, okay. okay. Yes, last three. Here we are, last three. Wait, okay, wait. I need to say something about ragtime okay. because if there are ragtime fans out there, but also even if you're not, um, I had Lynn Aarons and Stephen Flaherty uh, do a track by track breakdown of ragtime for Playbill, and it is epic. Like I'm it is. Sure. I got to the end of reading it as an editor and was crying. It is so brilliant what they do with that show. That show is gorgeous and like also like 41 songs yeah yeah i uh i can't wait for their breakdown of susicle oh don't worry we're getting them on we're getting them on a whole bunch of breakdowns all right next three next three okay um i i think i saw this long time ago when i was very young um so it's not hello would be the what's the yeah (laughs) And then I golfed this morning, and I really wanted to hit. It's a, a whole, aviation. Bye bye, birdie. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't remember what it's about, but I do remember seeing it. Uh, mm. it's so good. That one it's, was one I always wanted to be, and I always I wanted to be Kim McAfee so bad. You would be a great Kim McAfee. Oh, thanks, Caleb. Okay. I this love one, that. Next one. This one is is doable. Um. I don't even know if it's actually about this, but I would assume Al with Break a Bat would cover this musical. Because, Damn Yankees? Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Al with Break a Bat podcast, which is found on the Broadway Podcast Network. Yes. Yep. Um, okay, and last one. I've never heard of this one. <laughs> um, we talked about the uh, the book. Was Elliot, you wanted to read the breakdown of the book, but this is the female version of it. Is that you a good clue? Yeah, that's a good clue. It's a deep cut. You okay. wanted to read the book. It's, a, um, um, it's Marvel, but not really. That was the book you wanted oh. to read. What? Was I not paying no. attention? Didn't someone, didn't, no, no, no. When they did this play, didn't someone crash on the floor? So I said, oh, when, you were, when you were talking about the making of books, I brought yeah. up something. Oh, 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 oh. What did you bring? Oh, Spider-Man Either. Turn Off the Dark. Okay, so now. And it's the it's girl version. Sp- oh, Kiss of the Spider-Woman. There we go. Hey. Hey. Never heard of that one either. Great job. I you really love amazing. how we arrived at all of them. Um, Kiss of the Spider-Woman is another Terrence McNally musical and starred Cheetah Rivera. 
Um, but Mike, I actually think you would really love Bye Bye Birdie. So you should look for the streamable version of Cheetah, of um, not Cheetah, uh, uh, with Dick Van Dyke. Okay. Dick I think Dyke. I'd like a lot of them. And, and Margaret. Like, it's just. Yeah, but that one in particular, I feel like, I mean, I grew up on the Jason Alexander, Vanessa Williams version, which is also excellent because, I mean, time daily. But, um, I mean, there's nothing like Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. Watch I both. Why not? Song. We're in quarantine. You have yeah. time. Just like yeah. Ann, Ann Margaret, just like I watched dancing Johnny by Ogden herself. Joseph the other day yeah. when I was on the 48 hour. Oh, that was a funny uh, one. Yeah. Which, I mean, when is Cats coming? It's got to be one of his, right? I mean, I spent mm -hmm. the first week of our Playbill coverage um, like writing all of the lists of everything to stream, like the 47 classic movie musicals, the 26 modern movie musicals, the 15 things you could watch from your couch, the 26 more right. like captures, because like, like not just movies, but like the actual captures of stage productions, mm -hmm. the musical theater themed television shows. It's all yeah. there on Playbill. Please, no. please, please read my life's work. I, I do want to know if there's one that I can find. So um, Adam from Call Me Adam um, and yep. I was talking and he talked mm -hmm. about Tommy and I didn't know much about that, but I love The Who. And so yeah. is yeah. there a streaming version besides the movie from like the 70s or whatever? I don't think there's a streaming version of the, of, so, there's no, no recording yeah. of that musical. No. Not officially. Okay. There's probably somewhere you can find it. Deep onto the internet. Yeah, we, I do, my life's work does not include bootlegs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> um, and with that, we are done for this week's happy hour. Thank it's you so all so fun. much. I know I could sit and chat for hours and hours. Um, but you know, I have lots to do. We're in quarantine, so I have to go, <laughs> you know, go to another room of my house. Yeah. Um <laughs> so um thank you all so much for joining us. Uh, Mike, yeah, where can people you. find you and your podcast? Yeah. At the wrong cat died on Instagram, um, or on the Broadway podcast network. So, um, I think the direct link is the wrong cat died.com, but, uh, right. yeah, you can listen wherever you find podcasts and, uh, Peter should be coming soon. And I had a lot of fun. There's, I made everything up for this episode cause there is no written word on Peter in, uh, in the internet anywhere. So I had a lot of fun drafting it. I love it. Okay. Well, we look forward to it. And uh, Ruthie, what about you? Um, so you can find me at Ruthie Fierceberg on Instagram, which is you know <laughs> over here um, yeah. at Ruthie's A Train on Twitter. But also, so my podcast will be coming within the next few weeks on the Broadway Podcast Network called Why We Theater. And um, if you want regular updates, I also do a monthly newsletter. You can go to ruthiefearberg.com and subscribe. It's F-I-E-R-B-E-R-G. So take out the fierce. <laughs> um, but ruthiefearberg.com. And I do like all sorts of recommendations and highlights of, you know, what I'm writing um, for Playbill and just kind of like, you know, thoughts for the moment of which I have many. <laughs> so, yeah. So um, yes, thank and you everyone for tuning in and thank you, Elliot and Caleb for asking me to do this. This is of course. so fun. It's our pleasure. And thank uh, you, for you can check out um, uh, Playbill for Ruthie curating all of your quarantine yes. entertainment. Curating all the quarantine entertainment. <laughs> Shout yeah. out to Brittany who is helping produce us today. Hi. Pop in and say hi. Hi. <laughs> yes, thank you for the Broadway and is an, is amazing. Thank you so much for your help today. Uh, you can find our podcast at Equity One Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, and at Equity One underscore on Twitter.
send us an email at equityonepodcast at gmail.com and give us a rate and review anywhere you listen to your music. I mean, your podcasts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, you can find me at Elliot Maddox, Caleb. Anywhere on Caleb Dickey. And until next time, cheers, y'all. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.